Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Once again, I am Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson, and this is The Real Rap on Purpose Kingdom Network. Hallelujah. And this is our 1,350th episode. Can you believe it? Thank the Lord for that. We're going to do something a little different tonight. We're going to start off with a testimony. And testimony is a couple of days ago on the third of this month, I was waiting. I'm on disability, so I was waiting for uh, my monthly check to come in. I have a little thing over my head that has a court order for it to be paid. Well, on third of this month, they took my whole check. And see, what we have to understand is when it comes down to Lucifer, Lucifer knows how to get to you, knows how to attack you, knows what's going to set you off, knows what's going to make you mad, going to make you flip and do all that. He knew that he knew I needed that money for the month. Like I said, that's the beginning. That's my, that's my payment for the beginning of the month. Truthfully, I have no bills, so that money's all mine to do what I want to do with it. Thank God for that, the way he designed that. But taking that whole check from me, knowing that Lucifer, knowing that I left me with hanging, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I'm not going to say in faith no funk to y'all brothers and sisters. I flip. I'm not going to lie. God wouldn't have me, God wouldn't have me sit here to tell you to lie like that. I flipped out, you know, and for and, and for a couple of days, like I said, from the third, I got to the point where, you know, I'm done. Lucifer had me thinking, like, how can God allow this to happen to me, you know? And that's how Lucifer does. Remember, he knows the word of God, so he'll take it in a minute when you're frustrated and you're anger and try to twist it on you real quick, and that's what he was doing to me. I had gotten to the point, like I said, I was done. I even told my fiance, you got to find somebody else to do something else come Monday. <laughs> okay, like, yeah, right. So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there. Come Friday, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, still, I'm still dwelling in the anger. But when we study the word of God and the Holy Spirit brings back memories of the word of God to you, it, it, it's supposed to refresh you. I praise God for studying the word of God because I have mentors in the Bible. And one of them is my best friend, was a good friend of mine. That's Apostle Paul. And come Friday, he put back on me, he put a, a remembrance in my spirit. And what he said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, when he said, But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, least when I have, at least I myself should become disqualified. That hit me, hit home for me because he's right. You know, I'm going to go through some things. You know, it, it happened. Lucifer does that. But we must discipline our bodies, our minds, and our souls in knowing that we are, if God is calling you to do his work, and you know the word of God is true, you know the word of God is not going to fall, you know the word of God is going to stand through everything because one thing, it proves itself to you, then you got to discipline yourself and having that faith and just being patient no matter what happens. Stand through it. So I started, you know, I told us, we tried to get together, you know what I mean? Started getting together, getting together, you know, my spirit opened up even more. Started listening to what the Holy Spirit was saying. And, and I thank God for that study habit that we have because that breakthrough came for me because we're sitting here right day to day and Lucifer is always and will be a defeated foe. With that said, that brings on our title, 
hard time. And with that, I can do a little, a little something for you called To Your Town. So listen up, homeboy. Don't you let it get you down. And you may laugh and laugh like that, but see, in 1982 or in 83, Run DMC talked about hard times. And since then, hard times never went away. And you know, like, when your bills keep going up and the jobs are shutting down, when you're in need of help and the people and, and people become cash for the friendly ghosts until they need help. Or you're praying, you're praying on something and not having a true idea or understanding of who Lucifer is, that's how you shipwreck your faith. Hard times. We are all gonna have hard times. It's Lucifer's best time to attack you when your defenses are down. This is why you must learn all there is on Lucifer. In hard times, we should be calling out to God, staying in prayer, and waiting on the Lord. Lucifer's plans are to stop that at all costs. We can fight, we can fight and defeat Lucifer with whatever he throws at us, Throw at our way by standing, by, by having this tonight, I'm sorry, by having an unmovable faith, trust, and confidence in Christ. You see, when your faith and your trust and your confidence there stands in Christ, like I said, what I just went through, it's going to hit you. It's a punch. You can call whatever you want. It's going, to, it's going to hit you for a minute. But you must come back to the understanding that God has your back. God is not going to let anything Hold you down. Not God's going to give you a way to escape anything Lucifer throws at us. And you see, building, building your faith, trust, and your confidence strengthens your belief in Christ, meaning your faith. This is the weapon that stops Lucifer's mind-twisting games of temptation, which is his lies, and its influences, and its influence, which is a, is a vision of his lies. So you've got to do one thing. We have to, we have to learn to rebuild. Rebuke him at all times. See, when you rebuke him, the word rebuke means to tell someone seriously that their conduct or actions is wrong and unsatisfactory. We must learn to tell Lucifer his conduct and his actions are wrong, and he must go. As James 4, 7 teaches us, teaches this, we have to see Lucifer for what he is, a user of People, we say it again. We must see Lucifer for what he is, a user of people. He needs you to do his work. Praise the Lord. The Lord praise the Lord each and every one. We thank and bless God for each and every one of you joining in with us. We have lost our um, host, but we will be bringing him right back onto the air in one second. So if you could just bear with us, and you know the devil is mad because he does not want this word to go forward, but we are blessing God. The word of God is still going to go forward as we bring our host back in with us this evening, and he will continue with hard times. 
here he is right here, our host, Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson. Amen, amen, amen. Like I said, like, like we're saying, Lucifer does not want this to go out, but we must understand he is defeated. He will always be defeated. He will stand to be defeated. But right back, and I'm, I'm glad that dummy did that because it proves God's point, what God is trying to say, how he does not want work, God's work to go forth. Lucifer will do whatever he can to stop that. And like we were saying, that's where if you allow yourself to get caught up in Lucifer thing, you will rip, rip, um, shipwreck your faith. Doing it, doing his will and doing what he wants, that's what brings on hard times. Forget about God. Not doing what God say. This is what's called a lack of faith. A lack of faith is is is, is like is the rock under the water, the seawater, waiting for your ship to ride over it. Then hoping to break open the bottom, causing a hole, shipwrecking your faith, ship shipwrecking you. Trusting in Christ, trusting in Jesus, is the foundation the lighthouse sits on. Confidence in Christ is the light from the lighthouse that guides you guides you to safely or safely away from hidden dangers. Stopping from stopping you from shipwrecking your faith, but you have to stand there. Excuse me. Whatever Lucifer throws at you, you listen. Listen close, brothers and sisters. You have the authority and the power to cast him out with Jesus on your side. The victory is yours. You just have to fight. You have to stay in the fight. You cannot stop fighting because you you, you have to understand, you are dealing with an enemy that hates you, that will always hate you, and will do everything he can to stop you. Now, let's take a look at what can cause hard times. That's a good question because there are so many things that bring on hard times. Hard times are when you are going going in. Hold on for a minute. Going or you are going in a way going in a way that tests your faith. Like I said, it's, you're, when you're going into something, this is going to test your faith. It's going to test your character. It's going to test your understanding of God's words. We are we are to we are to build a daily study study habit, as Joshua one and eight tell us to go over what we have studied. So as so as you as you start as you go over so as you are thinking I'm sorry when you are thinking over what Jesus has shown you the understanding of what you have learned comes more clear to you. So when situations pop up as they will, the word of God should be the should be the card that you're playing. That's the card I'm going to use. There are many acts that mankind can do that can bring on hard times, acts that bring on shame, acts like rape, defeat, pride, disobedience, and rebellion. Now, let's take a look at that word rape. Some men think they have the right, some men think they can do whatever they want to do when it comes down to women. They see a young woman. They see a young or older woman walking in a court side, on a court side or a road or even a park. They wait and they wait, and when the time is right, they attack. Not thinking about the Almighty One who knows all. He talks about these people, these types of people, in Deuteronomy. Let's find Deuteronomy twenty-two. 
Deuteronomy 22, 25, and 26. Once again, that's Deuteronomy 22, 25, and 26. And the word of God says, but if he finds a Hold on for brother and sister real quick. If he finds a betrothed woman in the courtyard and the man forces her and lays with her, the only, now listen now, the only man who lays with her shall be dead. But you shall not be put, but not with me, but, but you shall not but you should do nothing. But you should do nothing to the young woman. Let me read that again. But if a man finds a better young woman in in the courtside, and the man forces her to lie, lays with her, the only one man who lays with her shall die. But you should do nothing to the young woman. There is, there is in the young woman no. Sin deserving of death. What God is saying here to the woman, to the young women out there, to the old, to all the ladies, to all my sisters out there, listen real close. This is what God is saying to you. If any woman ever felt under this, God wants you to stop forcing yourself for one. It's not your fault. One other thing, too, no, He holds you to no sin because this is something like this. It's a sin of fornication. He holds no sense to you because, first of all, the woman was forced to do this. It wasn't, it, it wasn't something that she sat down and agreed upon. And because, you, because this is happening to women, God really wants women to get an understanding. Be aware of not just your surroundings, but who is in your surroundings. Stop thinking that Lucifer does not have plans for you, as he proves he does. As the word of God proves he does Lucifer is looking to seek and to destroy you In any form and ways that he can Even putting This is another man putting a woman through this hardship This type of hardship right there Some women take their lives from this So we were to look at what God is saying He shall die All the rapists In the world should be put to death And the women And God said no sin Will be added to the woman Man's thoughts, man has to really get a control over his thoughts. Man feels though he has his, he pushes his free will and does whatever he wants, doesn't care what nobody thinks. I'm going to do it because I want to do it. It's my way or the highway. If you don't like it, you can get out of here. But we fail to realize one thing. Your way is not the way to be. If we're following Christ, we're learning that our way brings us to ways of nothing but destruction. So we keep thinking that our way is the best way. All we're doing is leading ourselves to destruction. That was something that God does not want, but something that Lucifer wants to do. He wants to tear us apart. Another form of saying comes in the form of defeat. This is what your enemies will taste if, you, if you're standing on God's words. First, if you're out there doing all evil, doing all forms of things that are not of God, don't think that God's going to cover you. You're not for God. You're going against God. Every, every action that you do is going against God. You're walking with Lucifer. So whatever he's going to receive is what you're going to receive. So if you're standing on the word of God, you've got enemies that's talking like people on your job, people anywhere. Everybody got enemies. 
I watch these, these, these shows on TV, like the first 48 hours, and they ask people, like somebody got killed, and they ask them, do you know of anybody that had any enemies? And they're like, no, I didn't. Well, if somebody killed them, enemy did that. So you so recognize we all have enemies. And because of that, God always tells us if we are obedient to him, he will protect us. Because he tells us that in Deuteronomy 28 and 7, in Deuteronomy 28 and 7, the word of God says, the Lord will cause your enemies to, the Lord, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated because before, let me read it right, the Lord will cause your enemies to, who rise against you to be defeated because your face, because of your face, in front, in front of your face, they shall come against you one way, but will flee several ways. You, the guy saying right here, you'll see him coming at you. Like all these people, they all suffer for some reason. Now they're just running away from you. That's because God will put his spirit on you, his protection on you. No matter what goes on, there is nothing, no weapon, no, there's no weapon formed against God that can destroy God. Not nobody's mouth, nothing. Lucifer cannot beat him. Nothing that he designs can be, God can take God down. God has, has the authority, God is in control, and God will always be in control. We have to learn to stand on God's words, even when things are going crazy and going out of control and you don't know what's going on, and you you got to stand. This is the time right now, I'm telling you, because it what got me, it's what got me through this weekend, this past weekend. Standing on God's words, knowing that God is going to be there, having that faith, having that confidence. You have to do that. And for those who hate you, you know, Job 28, Job 8 and 22, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Job 8 and 22, God speaks about them in there. When God says, those who hate you will be clothed with shame. And, they, and the dwelling place of the wicked will come to nothing. So all those who keep thinking that, you know, you know, I can do what I want and can't nobody say nothing to me and I ain't got no fear. But the word of God won't fear you until it actually happens. That's the sad part about things, you know. And another form, let me, let me, let me God say, stay right here for a second. You know, because we really need to get a, a, a real concept and a real understanding on standing on God's words. It's, it's standing is not to be, standing means don't move, unmovable, unshakable. Nothing can take you out of your stance. When we see a tree deeply, a big, a big, wide tree, them roots are deep, it's unshakable, it's unmovable, it's standing. No matter what the elements come through at it, it's going to stand. And that's how we have to look at ourselves as a deep-rooted tree in Christ. So no matter what the elements, whatever Lucifer throws at us, we can stand that. We're not going to falter. We're not going to move. Because I'm telling you, the attack that I was under, here's how it was. When we got back to the right, when Jesus and I got back to the right and doing things, I had to, I had to go out and buy because for some reason the electric pencil sharpener I brought down with me just didn't want to sharpen the pencils. So I had to go out and buy these hand-type pencil sharpeners. Bought two of them for a dollar. The one of them kept Eating the pencils up. I'm thinking it's just me. So I asked Toy, sharpen this pencil for me. I said, There's something wrong with this pencil sharpener. It's not working. When she tried the pencil sharpener, it did the same exact thing. 
That's because Lucifer knows if you're the type of person, no matter what he throws at you, no matter what you're going through, he knows if you're that deep rooted tree in Christ, he ain't going to stop you. No matter what he does, he's going to stop you, but he's going to try everything he's going to do at you. Now, in another form that comes from this lift of shame is pride. And this right here is Lucifer's spirit. Pride blinds us from sharing what God is saying. Pride makes us think, once again, we have all the answers. Seeking our own glory. Trying to make a name for ourselves. Well, Psalms 4 and 22 speaks on that. No, not for a form. Psalms 4 and 2. I almost wrote it down that way, too. But Psalms 4 and 2, and the word of God says, He's speaking to man. How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you live worthlessness worthlessness, and seek falsehood? When you're seeking to do your own thing, when you're seeking to stand your own ground, when you're seeking to trust your name, you're seeking, I got to get this, I got to attract people with the Kardashians, I got to do, when you're seeking your own glory, you're pushing God to the side. You're saying that God's not good. His glory is no good. Yours is better than his. God's going to put you the same when everything that you're doing starts falling apart. People are going to start looking at you like, he a fool. He don't know what he's talking about. He don't know what he's doing. And, you only, and all you're doing, and by looking for your own glory, that's what God's talking about, seeking falsehood, because everything you're seeking is false. It's not going to stand. It has no grounds. It's not going to move anything. Nothing positive is coming out of that because God is not in it. And that's where the problem lies. When you don't have God in your problem, in the situations, things get out of hand. Pride. Thinking of oneself all the time. And the source of help, well, you know that is worldly powers. Mankind is always trying to make a name for himself Wanting to leave something behind, which is nothing wrong. God even says, even by leaving inheritance for your children, nothing wrong for doing that. God says nothing wrong for going out and working, and because He prescribes you to go out there and go out to work every day. He prescribes you to leave something for an inheritance for your kids. It's how you achieve that goal that God is saying. If you achieve the goal with Christ, it'd be it'd be set in foundation where it can't be moved. When you're trying doing yourself and pushing God out, you're doing all the wrong things, falsehood seeking, it's the wrong things was not going to stand. We all know when Jesus said building your house on a solid ground, on a positive rock, and not on sinking sand. If you're seeking your own glory, you're on sinking sands. If you're seeking God's glory, then you're on the proper grounds. You're not going to be moved. You will flourish, and everything will come out the way that God, the way that God designed it. You know, that's what we have to get understand. So we gotta stop to see like man always seeking for money, power. You know, you know, it's like my man said, first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. Sound like Scarface, that's the one who said that. Top of the world, man. Everybody wanna say that. Everybody wanna top of the world. I mean, you look at how Scarface did it. It came out of nowhere. Poverty. Was cast out by Castro, got put onto the boats and sent to America. He come to America, what do they do? Put him in a concentration camps. Basically a prison to him Only way he can get out was to start doing his own things But here, if you look at the movie closely 
he had job opportunities because he wanted bigger and more and wanted it fast. It wasn't good for him. He started to do his own thing. And everybody knows Scarface's story. At the end, what happened to him? First of all, he, he wasn't on top of the world. So all those out there who seeking that self-glory, seeking their own self-satisfaction, seeking their own thing, well, you know, God got something to say about that. And he said that in Ezekiel. He says that in Ezekiel 16 and 49, 16, 49 and 50. Where the heck did they go? Trying to find my notes while I mark the Bible out. <laughs> Here it go. Ezekiel 16, 49 and 50, and the word of God says, Look, this was the in- iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundancy of idleness. Neither did did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were huggity, I'm trying to pronounce the word right, huggity and haughty, committed, they were, they and they were huggity, Chinese words, Haughty, thank you, and they were haughty and committed um, committed abominations before me. Therefore, I take I took away took I take them away as I see fit. Please excuse me, brother and sister. I'm sitting in some of the word. I don't like doing that. I'm gonna read it to you again. This is what it says. Look this. Look, this was the the iniquities of your sister Sodom. She had she and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, and they were ugly and committed abominations before me. Therefore, I see I took them away as I see seem fit. Pride has a strong way of leading mankind to ruins, as Proverbs sixteen. As Proverbs 16 and 18 to 19 tells us. Once again, trying to find my markings. Here we go, right here. Proverbs 16, 18, and 19. <laughs> the word of God says, And a hugly, right? And a hugly spirit before them, a fall better, and a fall better to be. Of a humble spirit with a love with the low, then divide the, the spoils with the proud. What God is saying here is, you know, we got to humble ourselves and learn to put these these feelings that we have aside. You know, we because I'd rather be sitting with the humble in spirit, having nothing, than to sit with those who are proud and splitting the spoils that's not going to go nowhere or do any good for you. You know, we have to understand that what God has for us will stretch longer than what we try to keep for ourselves. Amen. Pride keeps us from real progress, doing meaningful work, work that helps others, not just yourself. As as Proverbs twenty six twelve tells us, and the Word of God says, "Do you see man's 
Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than him. Once again, God's pointing out that your desires, a man wise in his own eyes, is the, can't nobody tell him nothing. Train coming, no, it ain't. <laughs> Boom, you have to find out the hard way. But you have to humble yourself. God looks at you being a fool because you're, you're, you're doing things beside him. You're, making, you're, you're trying to put yourself before him. To him, that's a foolish thing to do because God knows we need him. There's nothing we can do on this earth properly without God's way within it. Because God designed everything. When you think you know it all and it's your way or the highway, Jesus can't come in. For your thoughts are not on him. All you can see is world power. The characteristics of pride is wickedness, as Psalm 773, 2-9 tells us. Psalm 73, 2-9, the word of God says, But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. I know what that's like this weekend. My steps had nearly slipped. Mm-hmm. For I was <laughs> for I was envious of the boast of the boastful when I saw the property of the wicked. For there are for they are no pings in their death, and their strength is foreign, but their strength is foreign. They are not in trouble or as other men, nor are they pledged like other men. Therefore, pride serves in their necklaces. Pride, therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundancy. They have made, they have more than the heart could wish. They, they sob and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak lawfully that they sit their mouth, they set their mouth against the heavens. God saying that you have no thoughts of God and everything you say is of earthly things, selfish things, worldly things. We have to learn to start speaking of spiritual things and doing things as God would have us to do. We must get an understanding of our world and the spiritual world. Yes, there are two worlds. We belong for a while in one of them one of these worlds, we make up the things we see, hear, touch, taste, and smell in this world. We see trees against the blue skies, we see the grass on the lawn, and the roof of buildings, fields, fields in which birds are singing, the dew roar, the dew roar of a great city, broad rivers, the oceans, with their, with their everlasting thunders of its restless waves and for, the, and, for, and for beyond the sun, the moon, and other planets and distant stars. This is a world. This is one world, and we belong to it. Our bodies is one of the things that make, that one of the things that together make up this world. Now, in the other world, it's called the spiritual world, and and in another world, and it's made up of not things, but of living spirits. 
spiritually think and know and love and feel. These spirits, spirits of angels and spirits of men, some have bodies like our own, and some, some have left their bodies. I'm going to explain it to you in a minute. Some have left their bodies. But this is what makes up the, but these are what, they make up the spiritual world. They, they, and they belong to one another in this spiritual world. There is a wonderful order in which they have their own place. The spiritual world is, is like, when you think of angels like Michael, Archangel Michael, he's in the physical form. He's not in the physical form, but he has a physical, he has this body shape where he comes and he fights, he fights for us. Those were out of body, as your mother, your father, anybody that passed on, are out of their body into the spiritual world now. So Michael's there in the spiritual, he's an angel, but yet he has a, a physical form he comes down to help fight against Lucifer. And for those who are out of the bodies, us speaking, when we die and go back into our natural form in the spiritual world. This is what God's speaking about on that. This spiritual world is what we speak of as the other world or the next world. But in using such expressions, we forget forget the world that we are in that other world, more close, more truly than we are in this, that the next world is really the nearest world, nearer to us than breathing, closer than the hand and foot. That's right there saying how close death is to you. Death is a heartbeat away. The spiritual world not only lies beyond and penetrates our world, and it does, at certain times and places, it invades our world by manifesting its presence and existing power. As with every daybreak, the light from the sun invades the darkness of this earth. We belong to the spiritual world for we are for we are spirits. Like I said, once we die, we go back to that spiritual world. So that's what we're saying about, about angels and men in heaven. We can we can think and know no, we can think and we know and feel and love. We are spirits that also make up that spiritual world. Amen. Now God made the spiritual world. God made both these worlds. He made all things. Man and the stuff from which they were fashioned by man's hands. He's talking about houses and cars. God built all that because it was God that gave man the knowledge on how to put that together. When you look at a brick, I know from 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 building from um, laying bricks from building buildings, you got to take an ratio of sand and water that makes the that makes the the, the sand that makes bricks. That's what's gonna harden up. And God teaches you how to take that ratio and put it together before it can do what it does. Now, the spiritual world has a, a certain and unique, and unity, a center and unity in God from more, from far more than this world does. <laughs> Amen to that one. <clears throat> For this world we live for this world we live in is full of disobedience, meaning rebellion against recognized authority. This is caused by our free will, full of desires, or for our desires take us away. And the source of the help of this also is Lucifer. Lucifer will do all he can do to get you to use your free will his way. With his power of temptation, 
He uses to twist what God has said as he did with Eve in the garden. As we go to Genesis 3 and 14. Three and fourteen, where the guy says, "Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made." And he said to the woman, "Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden?" And the woman answered and said to the serpent, "We may eat the we may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but the fruit." Of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, nor shall you touch it, lest you shall die. Then the serpent says to the woman, You won't die, you will not surely die. For God knows that in that day when you eat of your of, of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That is a prime example of how Lucifer twists God's words up right there. We need to get an understanding when um, God says don't do something, you just don't do it, bottom line. It doesn't make a difference on what someone else says and how they said. You know, Saul found that out a, a good way, too, when he was told God had gave him orders to go do something, and because he feared the people, he to the people rather than listen to God. That wasn't good. God didn't want him to be a king no more. But we have to understand when God is telling us to do something, there is no coming off of that. There is no changing. There is no twisting it. There is no going the other way. God said, don't do it. You know, and when we follow Lucifer, knowing what God has said, this is what brings on disobedience coming in. This is when disobedience comes in. Listen to other voices over God voice is a very bad thing to do for we must get a real understanding God has a wrath. And Adam found out and Adam finds that out in Genesis three and seventeen when the word of God says, Then to Adam he said, Because you had heeded to the voice of your woman and had eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, saying you should not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake, and told you shall eat of it all the days of your life. That's the last thing you want God to do, to put a curse on you, curse the ground you walk on. Everything you're doing, everything is going to fall apart. You know, we really got the understanding that do something for a reason. You know, it's the protection that he has in for us. God can see way before ahead of us what's going to happen if we do this. So when God says don't do it, he's protecting you from what's ahead that's going to hurt you. But when you push God to side and listen to others, you're going to walk right into that danger. That we can't, and that we have to stop doing. Stop listening to others and follow what God says. Because truthfully, don't nobody know better than God. Amen. Okay, all right, right now. Hard times also comes through the form of rebellion. And no one knows more than rebellion against God like the Israelites. And Moses and his brother Aaron caught right in the middle of it. 
and it adds numbers. And if we go to numbers, hey, no brother, you got to go back this way. Numbers is after Genesis. <laughs> That's one thing I like about the Bible. When God, you start studying the Word of God, you know where to go with things is at. So when you actually start looking for it, you go the opposite way you're going. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but yet, when we go to Numbers 20, 10, and 13, when God speaks about rebellion, the Word of God says, And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Here now, you rebel. Must we bring words for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the and their animals drank. Then Moses spoke. Then the Lord, then the Lord spoke to Moses and and Aaron, because you do not believe me, did not because you did not believe me to hollow me in, in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring the assembly into the land which I have given you. This is what we got to understand, what God is saying right there. You're going against God, and you're not doing what God is saying, and you turn and you don't believe in God or what God can do, he's going to step back. It's like he's saying right here, because you didn't believe that, you can't you're not, never come into my promised land. You got to stand and believe what God is saying. Don't have nothing. Don't have nothing other than that believing on what God is saying. You know what I'm saying? And with that, we're gonna hold off and then go and go into what's needed to be called. And the most things needed to be called, we need to learn who Jesus is. We need to come to Jesus. We need to depend on Jesus. But before we can do any of that, we got to know who Jesus is. And for everyone who know who Jesus is and knowing that you need him in your life and you call on him and he's got Lucifer on your back and trying to beat you down and trying to get you to stop and trying to get your spirit and like, no, don't call out to him. He's not going to be. Lucifer's a liar. He's a flat out liar. And I'm telling you, when you know that you, you got in your spirit, that's the Holy Spirit leading you that way. A lot of Holy Spirit to keep leading you. He's leading you to Christ. And if you're there with Christ and, he's, and, and Lucifer's on you, and I know that's light. I'm telling you, I know that's light. So we're going to call out this, call, the call of salvation to my brothers and sisters. And the way I, I, I feel our best doing is reading the word of God. And this is what the word of God says to, to all of us in, 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 in Revelation, in Romans, <laughs> Romans 10 and 9 and 12. And the word of God says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has risen him from the dead, you will be saved. For with, for with the mouth, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scriptures say, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile. For the Lord, for the same Lord over all, is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Father God, we come to you right now in the spirit and truth just to give you your worship and your praise, Father God. First, Father God, I pray that your message is going out, Father God. Please overlook my mistakes, Father God, and allow your words to go through, Father God, as you set forth them to do. I come now, Father God, seeking for all my brothers and sisters who are seeking Christ, Father God. I come now interceding against Lucifer, Father God, and to stop his, to block him away, Father God, to give a free moment, Father God, that they may call out to you, Lord Jesus, to call you into your heart, into their hearts, to repent of their sins, to know a to become a new creature in you, Christ, to walk a path that, that God has designed for us. Father God, we come to you now and just asking for all those who call upon Christ to let their, and their call be answered. In Jesus' name, we pray with victory over Lucifer. We say yes unto you and amen, amen, and amen. And right now, I'm going to give Pastor Toy the phone for our announcements. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, God. If you don't know or if you didn't know how to make it through hard times, I'm telling you, if you were paying attention this evening, you can now say you know that you are equipped to go through. Hallelujah, God. By faith, we bless and praise God for the souls that gave their life to Christ this evening. We encourage you to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But until you do bless God, that is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We will be broadcasting, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, One Touch Transformation and the host minister, Arsenius Jackson. If I am mistaken, then we'll be coming to you with DTW Ministries and the host, Reverend Aaron Williams. No matter which one is coming to you tomorrow, know that both of them are anointed men and women of God, and you do not want to miss that move of God. We would also like to invite you to join us for our end of the year, our fifth annual end of the year, seven night Holy Ghost filled revival. We will be starting as we do every year on December 25th at 9 p.m. We will be going through until every night until December 31st. Each night from December 25th through the 30th will start at 9 p.m. On the 31st, we will be having a special start time at 11 p.m. so that we will be in the presence of the Lord as we bring in our new year. Amen. We invite you to join in with us. It uh, Once again, I'm still standing. We have um, on night one opening up for us is Minister uh, Bernard Morrow. On night two, we have Minister Dominique Hudson. On night three, we have Reverend Aaron Burgess III. On night four, we have Reverend Aaron Williams. On night five, Minister Arsenius Jackson. On night six, Minister Robert Hudson. And on night seven, bringing us home, myself, Pastor Tyling Daly, along with Evangelist Trina Lindsay Hairston. Again, we invite you to join in with us. Mark your calendars. Bring in your new and leave the old behind in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. 
feel free to email any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to pray with you, to talk with you, to pray for you. Know that we love you with the love of Christ. We bless and thank God for Evangelist Ty T.C. Nelson, FSH, and the word that has come forth this evening. We bless God for this anointed man of God, and we are handing it back over to him to close us out for tonight's ministry. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. You got time, please, since Christmas. Come and check us out, because we all just still standing. Get back into the message real quick, closing it out before this. When we rebel against God, Lucifer, Loves you. Loves the hell out of you. You're the kind of person Lucifer knows he can count on. Now, that's the type of person you want to be, somebody walking around fighting against God, full of hatred, looking to destroy mankind, your brothers and sisters. Hey, you keep on doing that. Lucifer is in love with you. Lucifer wants you to shipwreck, wants you to shipwreck your faith. Listening to Lucifer, you are an open door for him and demons. And we got to get a real understanding about these demons out here. They are not jokes. Brothers and sisters, please stop thinking that Lucifer is not real. Stop thinking these demons are not real. They are real. And they are, are out there to destroy us at, at all costs. We have to learn when our situations come up, let's depend on God. We have to learn to study. We must, we must get and start continue to have a study habit. You must study the Bible daily. I'm telling you, we have to have a set of a mindset that I'm not going to give up. No matter what goes on, no matter what I'm facing, no matter how it looks, no matter what, I got to keep going on. I'm telling you, this past weekend for me, getting this right and done, is, it was, ooh, it was, it was a difficult one. I mean, like I said, for what happened, and I, but I'm, I'm, I'm still fighting. You, you, you're always going to be fighting, but you have to allow the spirit to come in to get that spirit, that other spirit out. Don't let Lucifer come in. Don't give him a gateway to come in during your anger. That's why God said be angry and don't sin. Don't give Lucifer no, 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 no leeway in on any way to come in and sit with you and dwell with you. Because if he does that, he's going to try to tear you apart. Lucifer attacks, Lucifer attacks is trying to get you to take your focus off of Jesus. Things are always going to happen. We must stand strong and know that know what we know is and know what is real, the voice of God. And we know that God is not a liar, not a man that he would lie, nor is he in the fact that he will repent, that he needs to repent. We must know when we stand against Lucifer and we fight against Lucifer, God gets his glory. And that's the most important thing. But I know today, I'm getting ready to close this on now. And from where we was at last Friday, I know tonight God got his glory. I might have messed, might have, I might have messed up here and there. The phone might got cut off. But guess what? No matter what, what was said, I'm going to make it clear. So your ears will be, will be able to know what, what, what he needed to be said. That's how God's the power of God. It'll make a difference what Lucifer tries to do. It'll make a difference what he tries to do. I said it earlier. There's no weapon formed against God that anything can destroy God, but God can destroy a lot. That's the one with all the authority and all the power. You want to fear somebody? That's what you fear. That's what you want to look at, God. 
Don't look to be, don't disappoint God. Look not to disappoint God. Look to make God happy. Cause see, I allow men always saying a happy wife, a happy house. Well, I, my thing is, I please God, a blessed house. As long as God is pleased with you, there is no turmoil in your house. Your wife will be happy with you because you'll be doing the things of God that will please his spirit, that will make her spirit pleased. Please, God. And in closing, what you do in hard times is what's going to get you through. If you listen to other people, Job said the best. Stay away from your friends. A lot of men got no. A lot of people don't understand some of the things that you're going through. So when they give you advice, doesn't mean that some people are seeking to give you bad advice. Some people just want to give you advice they don't understand what they're talking about. But if you have a study habit with God, you can get on those knees. You can pray, and even more. Like I said, this weekend, this past weekend, last week, even though my spirit did not want to do this tonight. Even though I wanted not I wanted to just throw all this because it, it's a point in time you're going to say, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of this. Well, you're, I'm learning like you're always going to be tired of something, for God is tired of some things that we do. But when it comes to Lucifer, that's what he wants. He wants you to get tired, but being tired makes you give up. We can never, ever give up. Never, ever give Lucifer the win. Never, ever think that punk is going to break you down. Let him know. I walk with Christ, and Christ walks with me, and I got a whole fleet of angels to stand by me to destroy you. <laughs> yes, I got to wait to the end of the month, but guess what? I'm going to take care of me. I know for a fact eight and a half years of walking homelessness with no money, without a penny, I got through. Now I got paychecks coming. If he got me through that with the eight and a half years, he definitely get me through this. Just that missile smack in the face that Lucifer does, that's that throw-off. You know what I mean? That's that, oh, but we can't stay there. You have to get out of that. So dwelling in that place right there, you'll become a cesspool of deadness. Nothing's going to come out of it. Nothing positive is going to come. You're just going to be trolling and trolling and trolling around. And I'm going to tell you something. Lucifer going to walk away from you. He ain't going to sit there with you. He ain't dumb. He don't want to hear that. All he want to do is get you there and leave you there and then walk off. So we're saying that, Father God, in the mighty and blessed and powerful name of Jesus Christ, Father God, we come in spirit and truth to worship you, praise you, and give you glory, Father God. One, I do pray, Father God, and thank you, Father God, for one, giving me the opportunity and helping me to get to this seat tonight, Father God, and, and allowing your words to revenue in me, Father God, to give me that strength and that overcoming power as in that the dwells in Jesus to go forth and do what you need to be done, Father God. I do pray now in the name of Jesus that what you have given unto Jesus and I to push out, Father God, I pray in Jesus' name that it went forth, Father God, and touched someone, Father God. Open, broke, broke, give a breakthrough for somebody, encourage the person, Father God, strengthen the person, build their faith up, Father God. If anything, Father God, I do pray and do know that your word gave wisdom out today. And from that wisdom, may it resonate in our people, Father God, to give them the knowledge against Lucifer. <clears throat> I come now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, coming, standing against Lucifer, the idiot, Father God, and praying, Father God, that you would defeat him in every step in everyone's life, Father God, giving them the authority to learn, teaching my father, our brothers and sisters how to use your authority, how to use your power to defeat Lucifer in every expectation of their life. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you all the praise. 
Only in Jesus' name we claim the victory over Lucifer. We say yes unto you, and amen, amen, and amen. Be blessed. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. 